0: all a a happy new year i love coming here i don't love getting lost in the road coming here the edry sign disappeared and i said where's the winter it's disappeared altogether so i ended up oh prayer me past the showcase and showcase and i said i am entirely got the wrong we left in good time because i knew there might be a bit of road work stuff but whoever i said i must get off of here so i got over here so Irene very quickly screwed in the window. A young chap on the opposite side of us, how do we get back to Edinburgh? Hey, thought for a minute, and he says, Oh, yeah, up to the lights, turn left, and then left again, and you find it. So I found it back there. and Then come along the road, I says to me. Sure. Then Chapel Hall came up. Ah, I says, I knew that Chapel Hall's next to Airdrie. I knew Coatbridge was as well. So, And then I saw that sign where Jim's uh, son in law or his daughter, where they live. Canberra, Canberra, i saw that, and I said, I know what that leads me to, but I says, I'll get lost getting from there back to here, so I kept going, and then they took Chapel Hall and so that got me there, so never mind, it's good to be here, and good to come and share God's word with you this evening, we'd like to turn to 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, 2nd Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifesting of the truth, commanding ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, that is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of the age is blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. For we do not preach ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves are our bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is God who committed light to shine out of darkness. Who has shone in our hearts to give the light and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ but we have this treasure and earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we're perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written. I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and to present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outer man is perishing, yet the inward man is, is being renewed day by day. For our light and affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen and may God that Had a blessing to the reading of his word. D.L. Moody lent his Bible one day to have it returned with this written in it. Jesus only, the light of heaven is the face of Jesus. The joy of heaven is the presence of Jesus, the melody of heaven is the name of Jesus, the harmony of heaven is the praise of Jesus, then heaven is the work of Jesus, the employment of Jesus is the service of Jesus. The duration of heaven is eternity of Jesus. The fullness of heaven is Jesus himself. And that's the glory and majesty of our Lord Jesus Christ. That place again where God will take us one day into that very heavenly place. And as we think about Jesus, it's good just to, to center on our Lord Jesus Christ. To think in his fullness, of his majesty, of his grace, Toward you and to me. And it says us in verse 7, as we read there again, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know, you stop for a moment to think that he has put this treasure into our hearts, into our souls, that we become his treasure here upon this earth. And we become this treasure to be reflectors and to share this wonderful gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing greater in this world than the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing more can give an assurance and confidence in our hearts and our souls. It's the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And where is he putting it? Into our hearts. This last week while we've been talking about Emmanuel at Christmas time. And it's Emmanuel God with us. But it's more than that. He comes to dwell. He comes to live. He comes to empower us with his riches, with his riches into our souls, into our hearts. And you know, it takes your absolutely breath away that the almighty God who created the very heavens and the earth, who placed the very stars in the sky, who want to come to his people again and put his presence within them. And it says to us, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Back in Deuteronomy, it reminds us again, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples of the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. My friends, each and every soul that comes to faith and comes to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ becomes his treasure. And he wants to use that treasure again for the outbuilding of the kingdom of God. That is why He's finding the power of the Spirit within our hearts and our souls, because when we come to faith and change. When that veil is lifted from us, we get a view of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we get a view of His ministry, and we get a view of His work that He has for us to do. What a privilege, my friends! What a privilege to have that treasure within our souls and our hearts. What a privilege it is this day again to be born again to the Spirit of the Living God. What a hope we have—a hope that is eternal. I hope that will not perish, it is eternal everlasting. So that brings absolute joy in the heart. No wonder we can sing, I am a new creation, no more in condemnation, because here in the grace of God I stand. That's the glory of what Jesus has done for us. It. It's, it's so rich in his grace and mercy, and nearly embarrassing at times, but it all came through one man, Jesus Christ. Peter reminds us and, and uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, that he, the Son of God, the Son, the Shepherd of the flock again, is the only place again that we come to find eternal life. For there is salvation and no, under, or no other name under heaven and earth. And there are mighty prophets of old, mighty prophets throughout the Scriptures time and time again, but none like Jesus Christ. He is a great and mighty high priest over all, he is a great shepherd of the flock. He is the one again that is chosen by the very hand of God. Just imagine, just think for a moment, that God has chosen you and set you apart. What a privilege to be chosen and to be set apart for the very kingdom of God. And that riches in our own heart and soul uh, is, is there inscribed in our hearts and soul. It was written on stone before, but now it's written into the hearts because we're in the new covenant. The new covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're precious into him. The word of God reminds us that we are precious in the sight of God. Precious because you are his mouthpiece here upon this earth. You are his witness. You are his testimony. And he's again, he's employed it again to go forth and proclaim this living word of God. And you know, as we work together in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ we need one another and we need to be encouraged and we need to be strengthened in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ because you see if I am giving out grace if I am witness and testimony then God refills us but if if I'm not doing that I just become like a bottle of milk and go sour and nobody likes sour milk nobody likes sour grapes so therefore when we give out God re- renews us again with the spirit of the living God to strengthen us to encourage us and to go forth as ambassadors what a privilege to be an ambassador for the king of kings it still is tremendous to me again the veil then that blinded us was removed who can remove the veil only Jesus only Jesus can take that veil away and open up a new life for you a new understanding of the gospel, a new riches again of his mercy and his grace to us again, that we know we're in the presence of God. For what he does it's build up a relationship with you and me because we belong to him. And that relationship develops again as we meditate on the word of God. And you know, just even spending 15 minutes a day, even half an hour a day, reading, meditating on the word of God, and life changes it's a life-changing experience reading and meditating upon the Word of God and then that Word of God, it says so in Colossians, let it dwell. Dwell in your heart again by singing and praising and glorifying the Lord because who else do we have such a treasure but he's put that treasure within our hearts and our souls. <clears throat> Story is told of, uh, I read it in Spurgeon, so it must be true of, he put in his sermon. He mentioned the story of a farmer, a farm servant who worked in the farm long ago in his long days, long hard days working on farms these days, a lot of heavy hard work and he had three sons and after he'd done his day's work he came home for his meal, after his meal then he went in to his wee room, his wee button bend, he went in there and there he prayed and there he prayed obviously for his sons his three sons so as time went on the father passed away and his three sons then obviously at the funeral he went back into his little room little bedroom where he was and there was his bible open the page for reading from and they could recognize the tears that fell from his eyes onto the page of scripture that tears fell there what happened these three men were stunned one became a missionary the other became a minister and the other became a leader in the church all because of the father's prayers all because of the conviction he had in his heart and soul all because he knew the power of God My friends, the power of God changes things and it changes the hearts of people again and gives them a new life because I am a new creation in the Lord Jesus. And that is a privilege that you and I have again to go forth as ambassadors for the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus came to seek. He came to seek and to save the lost. It's not on, the will of the, not on the will of any for any to perish. But you know, we're responsible for praying for the souls of men and women. That is our chief aim and chief purpose and sometimes we need a fresh conviction of that again. Fresh conviction in our own hearts. A fresh conviction to pray whom God lays upon your heart. And you know it gets exciting because when you see the power of God working. When you see people starting to get an interest in the things of God, it's through the power of prayer. Opening their hearts and mind to that veil is removed. Keep praying until that veil is removed and they can too recognize the glory and the majesty of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came and put, uh, put uh, that spirit within our hearts and souls. So that is his treasure within our hearts. 2 Corinthians 4.1 Therefore I am, as we've been singing, Not maybe, might. I am a new creation, says the word of God. No more in condemnation. Past condemnation. Because Jesus Christ has dealt with it. He's dealt with my sin. He's dealt with your sin upon that cross in Calvary. That's where the burdens lifted. That's where the glory of Christ shone in our hearts again. As the apostle Paul saw the light of God. He's on the road to defeat the Christian church. But Jesus soon defeated him. He soon fell on his knees again and came to a turning point in his life. You know, God loves to turn people around. He loves to set them apart. He loves them to fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit that they be his witnesses in this world. As we go tomorrow, we go different places. We might go to a yard or a workplace, an office or whatever, but you become that shining light within that office within that workplace, wherever you may go in the morning. And, you know, you pray in the morning for an opportunity. Pray for opportunities to witness testimony and share this gospel. And, you know, people will start to recognize it because when Moses came down the mountain, mind being 40 days and 40 nights in the presence of God, I don't know what he ate; I have no idea, but his face came down glowing, glowing with the presence of God. God's presence comes into our hearts, into our souls, that we too may glow with the presence of the living God, the presence of his amazing grace unto us, because Jesus Christ has secured us through that cross in Calvary. That was where the victory lay. That is why we we worship the risen Lord Jesus Christ, because he has the victory, and he wants to have the victory in each of our lives again. All the big eyes need to be torn out of there that only Jesus can reign within it. And when Jesus reigns within it, it's exciting and it gets an encouragement. And when you know we need one another, we need one another to build one another up, to have the same faith and trusting wholeheartedly in the living God. Not as any God, but the living God who's proved himself. And that knowledge he brings into our souls and our hearts that we may go forth as his truly ambassadors. You know, the other day I we went to Dobie's garden centre there in Livingston. And uh, I was sitting there having, uh, what did they have? Uh, curried chicken. It was quite good, it was quite good. And uh, I was there. man. I noticed a man back on to me. And I said to him, I know that man. And uh, he was a couple of tables away. So I was keeping my eye on him. I wanted to see where he was going. However, he slipped away. In the- he slipped away before I got a chance to, to speak to him. However, I went through the centre and here I met him, Norman. Norman is a, a lovely player a player like the ones here, plays music. And he was for Beef. And uh, you know, when we had that relationship together, oh, there was an absolute joy, a joy of sharing together, a joy and encouragement to me. And he encouraged me. I can tell you. I'll not tell you what he said, but he encouraged me anyway. You know, in time together. So you know, at this we have this whole thing together in the heart of God to glorify His name in that. So we had a, a wee time together, and it was lovely. And he had, he didn't know where he'd ever speak to anybody in the place. So he was over the moon because he met me. And you know, we love one another, and that has to be demonstrated within the kingdom of God. That we demonstrated within our church again, showing the grace and the love of Jesus. Because that's what the attributes do. That's what we do again. His promise of salvation is eternal. Peter made that. Isaac Watt puts it. He works salvation in our hearts and forms a people for his praise. So he works in our hearts and forms our people to lift up the glorious truth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace in the soul, then, is heaven in the soul. And you are that precious treasure. Precious treasure, again, to go forth and to shine and to glorify Jesus Christ. You know, it gets exciting as you pray for the next day to come along and the opportunities again to share something of the gospel. I remember Danny, a chap called Danny. I hadn't seen him for. He went to college with me, and I hadn't seen him for thirty years. And he phoned me up, and uh, I think he went to Buenos, but he had a bad experience there. So he went into the army as a padre, and he uh, was fifteen years, per in uh, Afghanistan and all these, war and stricken places as well. So then he came out of it, uh, and uh, from the army after I forget how many fifteen years it was, and I said what are you up to Newland Danny oh he says I go to a church they are helping the church church of Scotland there a presbytery church but he says I'm now in the electric industry oh, he knew I was in the electric industry goodness me I says so he had obviously got himself trained up in the electric industry and uh, that was fine so then he keeps phoning me up if I come and help him and he gets busy that's a fair would run to Cooper to help him up anyway this particular, this particular day we went into this particular house and uh, Danny went away to get some stuff and I was left working away. And I said to the young lady who had three or four children anyway, you know, you've got two ministers in your house today. And she kind of looked at me. I didn't say very much. So I didn't pursue the conversation too long. But then I said it to Danny when he came back. And, hey Jim, he says, did you not read the notice in the door?" No religious scholars. Oh, well, there you go. But the opportunities come. And you know, it's lovely when they come just spontaneously like that again. Annan says, The more of heaven we cherish, the less of earth we covet. So, more we set our hearts and minds in the gospel. The more we set our hearts and minds in truth, the more we meditate on this Word of God, the more we let this Word of God dwell within our hearts again, the more of heaven we will see, the more of that curtain will be revealed again. Because the Word of God reminds us that Jesus is coming. Make no mistake, that word coming is there. He's coming and He's preparing His way to come and we need to be prepared for His coming for we don't know the moment He will come but He will come because He said it in His Word and you will not go back in his ward. Why? Because he purchased you. He purchased you through that cross that you become his treasured possession. And that day he brings it into glory, into the majesty. Remember John and the island of Potimus? As he saw the risen Lord Jesus Christ, he fell before him. Because of his beauty, his glory, and his majesty, as he fell there. And he says, Fear not, John. Fear not. I am the first and the last. Behold, I hold the keys. I hold the keys. He's the only one that can unlock our hearts to the truth and to the glory of God. He's the only one that can open that door of heaven again to receive his children, his treasured possession into that various kingdom. What a message, what a story we have of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest story in all all we can have the glory and the truth of the gospel oh thou art my treasured possession the almighty chose israel the poorest people upon the face of the earth with absolutely no hope whatsoever god chose them god chose them he rallied and rallied with them again but the problem was They did not take everything to heart. Their hearts strayed from the Lord God. But he still, they were still his treasured possession. Today, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, that veil is taken away, says the scripture. When we look at the Lord Jesus Christ, remember the story, I'll check the time just in case I'm going on too long before you get bored by then remember thomas you know he brings us back to calvary again when thomas again says i do not believe this i do not believe that jesus is the risen lord jesus christ because he appeared to them time and again i don't take it in till jesus tell jesus came and appeared and said to him thomas see the personal interview that he had with jesus come then come to me hands have a look at them put your finger in them touch them touch my feet what did Jesus do he took him right back to Calvary and when he came back to Calvary the doubts of fear the doubts of unbelief totally vanished thou art my Lord and my God blessed are those who believe without seeing says the word of God blessed are those who believe without seeing the whole thing hinges around the word of belief, of trust, and, and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. As it says there, Blessed Redeemer, full of compassion, great is thy mercy, boundless and free, now in my weakness seeking thy favor, for I am coming, Lord, closer unto thee. Blessed Redeemer, wonderful Saviour, fountain of wisdom, ancient of days, hope of the faithful, light of the ages, Jesus my Saviour, we will praise thee. Blessed Redeemer, gracious and tender, now and forever will dwell thou and me. Thou my Redeemer, shield and defender, draw me and keep me closer to thee. Wonderful words again that inspire, that strengthen us again, and keeps our minds and our hearts centered on Jesus. And when we keep our hearts and minds centered on Jesus, our hearts overflow with the joy of salvation, the richness of it, God's grace and God's mercy to you and to me. What a Savior we have this, this, afternoon, this evening again. You maybe have uh, read this. I'll try and read this again. It says, A treasure to be shared. In March 1974, Chinese farmers were digging a well when they made a surprising discovery. Anybody read that one? And they made that wonderful discovery. Buried under the dry ground of central China was a terracotta right no. army, life-size, uh, life-size. terracotta sculptures that dated back to the 3rd century BC in this extraordinary find were some 8,000 soldiers, 150 cavalry horses and 130 chariots drawn by 520 horses, 520 horses. The Terracotta Army was become one of the most popular tourist, uh, tourist sites in China, attracting over a million visitors annually. This amazing treasure hidden for centuries but it's now being shared with the world hidden treasure that hidden treasure again had been exposed and we are his treasure to be shared in this world well he couldn't dis- you couldn't dispute Moses when he came down the mountain with his face absolutely aglow no. he even had to put a i veil over it again, to hide, hide it again. May our lives and glow with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. May our lives again represent the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Emmanuel, God with us, us in as the word of God reminds us as I finish again, because you are my treasure. You're my treasure to go forth into this world to share the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Ah.